water, it sounds good. Hello, Street Fighters. Welcome to the show. It's another live stream podcast. However you may listen, we're here again. Setup is changing a lot. Uh, We had Nick Hayes from Means TV on the call-in show. He was down here. We just put together our new studio for our TV show coming soon. Uh, We've got Simone Norman, uh, you know her as Local Honey on Instagram, uh, and Cartoon the News working with us, and Drew Spears, one of our favorites and funniest guys we know. Uh, Also the host of the Self Care Podcast with Kate Raft. Um, Those two are gonna be helping us out, putting out material. There's a lot of stuff coming in the way. And uh, down, uh, whatever. I'm getting lost. So, a lot of you have wondered about the setups. I know we had some weird issues uh, during the transitional period. We've got a permanent desk here to do our podcast, and uh, we are working on finalizing all of this, and uh, we'll be done. And then we don't, you don't have to uh, give us any more criticism on our setup, because uh, once we finish it, that's done. Uh, Thank you for listening to the show. You can always watch and chat along with the show uh, by going to Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, or YouTube. Uh, You can watch along. There's a lot of cool people that hang out in the chat, and uh, they usually correct all of my mistakes. Uh, Like when I said the choke on it thing was from Dawn of the Dead. That's actually from Day of the Dead. So thank you, chatters, uh, for keeping me honest. Um, I still look haggard because I've been working like crazy today. uh, And... But I'm ready to do the show. I've been waiting to do it all day. It's going to be a good one. Uh, how you doing, Brian? I'm good. I'm good. I found a guy. So a guy, Todd White. Uh, he's a preacher, and and I I was just I uh, so my YouTube algorithm now gives me shock jocks, preachers, and heavy metal. Okay, three things that I Fa- I mean make sense really. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Yeah, and this Todd White guy was preaching at a death metal concert. So I looked him up, and he is quite a a looker, this guy. Recently? Yeah, very white guy dreads. Two months ago, he did this. So uh, you got to look at this guy's dreads if you get a chance. Todd White, preacher. Uh, Is he a... um is he uh like a cool guy he's a okay Uh, (laughs) you gotta see this folks i told you jake will make this the photo for the article i'm guessing (laughs) but uh yeah this is uh he's a guy he's definitely a guy well i mean says he was a drug addict and an atheist for 22 years and he turned his life around so that's a great grift like, if we could turn our lives around, too, and make money off Jesus someday. Yeah, you got to wait a little while. You got to oh, really yeah. go down the, oh, the yeah. hole there. You, you got to have some You got to have some real bad stories to brag about how bad you were. Yeah, 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 yeah. I uh, start the show this week, I guess, with a little update on my situation. Uh, yeah. Cars. Uh, okay. So, the last you heard from me, the car was at Tuffy. Well, no, no. The last they heard of me, the car hadn't gone anywhere, right? Yes. Um, I took the car to Tuffy, and they did an oil change on it, and they said, you know what? I think it's fixed. Oh, yeah. That's that's usually all those cars need anyways. Yeah. They were like, yeah, you know, the oil was dirty. I'm like, I just put the oil in. Like, I don't think the oil was dirty. So they charged me $155. Okay. Is that how much oil change costs these days? <laughs> 
don't believe me. That's what I was thinking at the time. I think that came with the diagnostic. Got it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like they were like, oh yeah, you know, we had to drive the car around the block three times, and uh, we decided to change your oil. <laughs> so I was like so relieved, and I I got up and I walked to the car care place, and I I grabbed my car, I drove it around the neighborhood a little bit and i was like this is fucking great you know the car's fixed it was just an oil change i got out of this for 155 dollars now there was a part of the uh there was a part of the conversation that is something you never want to hear at a mechanic and what it was was you know if this doesn't work you're gonna have to take it to the dealership <laughs> tuffy said that yeah the dealership <laughs> yes so the dealership man that's no that's the worst that's bad the most expensive yeah and they were like uh you know you know a lot of times it's the engine and they just got to replace the whole engine so they oh, yeah. might do it for free though you know is what the guy said and i was like mm, i don't know about that they give out free engines these days i didn't know that that's pretty nice yeah so i'm Pop not a new one in there yeah yeah so i uh i wait Sorry, go ahead. No, you talk. I, I can remember. Uh, you also said what stuck out to me, which made me laugh, was the guy pulled up your VIN and went, oh, this ain't warranty. Yeah, just that was at the dealer. Oh, that was, oh, I'm sorry. I cut you off. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought it was the Tuffy guy. So I left Tuffy and I jumped on the freeway because uh, my wife was like, you know, Gwen wants some bagels and the bagel place is in Bexley, the good bagel place. It was about a 20 minute drive. I was like, you know what? This is a great way to test out the car. I'll jump on the freeway and I'll go to get the bagels for the kids. Spend 20 bucks on bagels, right? Yeah. Jump in the car, get on the freeway, not fixed. Car is definitely not fixed. Like making noises or what? It was grinding. The it- uh, transmission was still grinding and it wasn't like accelerating had- and stuff. You had to manually shift it still? I did. I did. And I didn't, I did tell them like, hey, the car wasn't exel- accelerating right. I didn't say that it was a problem shifting. So I kind of feel like it was partially my fault that sure. they thought it was fixed. So I didn't call and yell at them. Like, I would never do that. I, I First of all, I would never call and yell at somebody, but I didn't even call and ask for money back or anything like that because it was just like. Well, yeah. Also, I mean, I feel like in those type of things, like. I've I know what it's been like to be on the other side, and you don't want to force somebody to do work on your car. No, you don't want to force somebody to do something that they aren't willing to do, especially at a place where they're going to make so much money off of you. Yes, yes. So <laughs> I jumped in the car, and uh, uh, it starts grinding and stuff. I jump right off that freeway, and I just drive home and park it, and I uh, stand in my driveway for a minute or my alley and then i'm like okay i'll check the transmission fluid because that is a thing that you can go buy and pour in your car it's something to eyeball yeah yeah something to look at Uh, more information i go online and i watch one video where the guy pulls the transmission fluid dipstick out of the car and he looks at it he tells you how to check and i'm like all right i'm gonna do that i open the hood i look no dipstick. Okay. I couldn't find it. Okay. So I'm like, well, maybe I need to search up my specific year. Year. I uh, have that problem too. And I found a video 
And the video said uh, uh, how to check transmission fluid in a 2015 to 2019 Kia mm-hmm. Soul. Got it. And I was like, so this is the video I need because mine's a t- 2015 Kia Soul. I go to check it, and this guy is like, well, first, and he he, he peels a banana. He's okay. like, yeah, eat this banana. You know, right. you got to have your potassium and energy, you know. right? He's just, he's just being funny. I mean, you know, I think my part of the reason that my dad would always scream at me from underneath of the car is he's probably a little hungry. He's been stuck <laughs> underneath the vehicle for four hours, dropping <laughs> shit in his eyes. Bolts are missing now. And I'm standing in his light. Yeah. Asking if you can help yep. when you, you physically can't help. Number one and number two, you're just slowing everything down. And he's pissed. You know, that was a thing that really like my dad is not my dad's like a a, a kind of uh I don't know how to describe him. He's not like a yeller. You know what I mean? He doesn't get really super mad. Sure. Very much. He I, well, I mean, he's got a constant hum of anger that runs through his body that is very obvious every time you meet him. <laughs> my dad. I don't I don't You agree. don't see that? No. No. I see a constant hum of like some kind of antisocial behavior that's angry and hates people. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess we're like disappointed, like that it's his life or something, maybe, or just like annoyed that he has to do what he's doing. Right, right. So, so, uh, uh, I remember he would be working on something in the house, did a lot of home improvement. He didn't work on cars. Uh, but him and my stepmom would do home improvement all the time. Sure. You know, when I was younger, I would try to, help out a little bit and just the frustration in him and i would be like i'm just trying to fucking help right, dude. right. you know i'm helping him i'm extra pair of hands yeah and then my daughter started messing with me when i was fixing shit you know what i mean and i was like oh now i know why they get mad yeah it's frustrating oh did you think to do this no i did you seven year old yeah they're like you know uh righty tighty lefty lucy do you know that one yeah (laughs) you don't fucking know anything you know gwen pulled on me the other day i said uh she's cutting a cantaloupe and i go "Ugh, i hate cantaloupe you know i don't even like the smell of it i just think it's a, a a gnarly fruit really which one? Cantaloupe. That's the filler. That's what I always thought. That's like 90% Thank of you. a fruit salad. They Thank throw you. that lope in there. It's <laughs> so gross. It tastes like... that honeydew. Whatever's cheaper. Yeah, I was telling somebody it tastes really... It has like a dull flavor. You know? Like yeah, it has, a, it has a great texture, but it... Uh, it tastes like tofu. Like ninety percent of the time, rotten. Ninety percent of the time, that shit tastes rotten to me. Uh, that's also. I've also been on the Instagrams and TikToks and Pinterest where they're like, "Give it a nice knock on the side or smell the little opening," and then you open it up. It's fucking gross. None of that works, by the way. None of it. None of the checking the fruit because none of the fruit's good at the supermarket. None of it. There isn't good fruit at the supermarket. You just can't get it. That's you got to pick true. that shit off a tree, dude. No, that's not true. There's no good food at the supermarket. I'm just telling fruit? you. Fruit? Yeah. Strawberries are bad? I mean, they don't taste as good as like uh, the stra- real deal strawberries. You Where know? do you get real deal strawberries? Out of a garden? Those ones are tiny and they are, they're shitty. They're like little deer. That's deer food. That ain't real strawberries. You need those like overgrown Monsanto ones that are like a nice four ounce strawberry. Yeah. I think strawberries are, the problem is, is that they're a roll of the dice. Sometimes you smell them and it smells so juicy and good and you bite into it and it just tastes like wood pulp. Yeah. Yeah. So 
I uh, bananas, I go, bananas are good. I love them. I love bananas. I do like them. I just don't think there is. I've heard stories about mangoes, right? Uh huh. Where it's like uh, you buy a mango at the store, and you're like, dude, this mango tastes like dog, like nothing. Mm-hmm. It's it's really boring mango flavor. That's. And then I have heard that if you go to the Caribbean or wherever they grow, I I guess I said just a random place that I thought they grew. Uh, that if you eat them, they're very good because they're from they're indigenous to that place. And there's nothing in Ohio that's indigenous that's except BS. for pawpaws and that's apples. Here's, okay. here's the thing: mangoes are like a house plant, in that when you buy them, it's going to take four to twelve days before they're good. Oh, I don't like that. You at have all. to check in every single day, and when the moment strikes, you have to take it. They're like avocados; like you have a six-hour window where they're baller but like you have to re, re you have to rearrange your whole food day whenever your mangoes get ripe you got to have a lossy for for dinner or afterwards or something like i uh, i love fucking i like mangoes still okay but they don't hit they like i don't know i like dried mangoes a lot okay so i go like this i hate i hate them and you know what he says you know what my daughter 15 by the way she goes she goes like this she goes you probably never even had a good one before and I'm like, no, that's things adults say to kids. Kids, you got to be. She said what? She's like, you probably never had a good cantaloupe before. And I'm like, motherfucker, all the things you won't try in this world. you That is a phrase that's only allowed to be said by people with children. You're yeah. not allowed to say that. And yeah. that, like a 15-year-old has no room to be telling me I never tried a good cantaloupe before. It's a great line. It's a great way to shame people. Um, I, you know, I guess, you know, I do exclude a huge food group of of meat but i do eat almost anything else under the sun and i do not let people complain about food in front of me in front of me like as soon as they do he, I, just, he does. I just start shutting that shit down immediately until they get the message he will I, give you grief yeah i fucking hate it uh but i that is mostly to kids though and my wife which is rude but i have i have gotten better at it um but my uh i remember one time my mother-in-law told me this amazing story about uh erica where she was like, I remember when you were a teen and you were down here giving me advice on how to clean the house, like the most efficient way to pick yeah. up and stuff. And your room was a fucking disaster. Yeah. And my wife is a super messy person, but she sure can tell somebody how to clean. You know? Oh, I know. I know. Me too. You know, yeah, we're, yeah. we're alike. That's why we're together. Yeah. I mean, well, I just took a picture of the studio to show people how close we are to having it all set up. You know, we have the podcasting station. We got the TV station. We got all this stuff. And people are like, God, that looks filthy. And it's like, well, it is. But we've got a decade worth of shit in here well, that we have to purge. Yeah. And like I said, I, t- I was saying this before the show, but my cleaning style is what I call sifting. And... I usually like to, I mean, I usually have a mess that I make and I know where everything's at in the mess. Um, but when I have to clean stuff up, I have to hold every single item. And what I do is I take items from one side of the room. If I don't know what to do, I put them on the clean side of the room. And by, when I do this process, like over four or five times, then things start ending up in the same boxes together and a lot of shit gets thrown away. But this is nine years of crap. And things that I've been hanging on to, and uh, it has been so fucking much. And there's so many cables. I do. I, I'm, I'm a hoarder about cables. I had a Zune video cable. I now. know. I know. I know. We, he did. I was like, "Where's the Zune? I'll fire that Zune up." There's probably some good fucking movies on there. He did. He did. He was like, "What is this?" And he was like, "Oh, that's for the Zune." 
And it's like, what the fuck do you have Zoom stuff for in this house? iPods, man, you couldn't you couldn't put anything on them. The Zoom, you could load all your stolen movies on, take it to someone's house, bring the cable, and you could plug right in. You're tripping on acid watching Holy Mountain with the boys and girls. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, that, that was a little aside here. But, yeah, so I basically, I got the car in the freeway. I decide I'm going to take it to the dealership. I'm going to eat the cost of the oil change. And I'm going to take this fucking thing to the dealership. I get to the dealership uh, and I drop it off and it's there and they have not called me with a quote yet. I'm very nervous about this, but that is the state of the car. We're we're in a state of flux right now. I have no car, which is not fun. I wouldn't. Yeah. Then- well, I have Brett's car, but that to me is also not fun because it's like now he's suffering because I don't have. I'm not you know. suffering. I, I don't. I never leave this place, and I have um, I have 13 bicycles in a shed, an electric bicycle, a long board, a short board. I have like every vehicle you could ever want. I'm yeah. fine. And I was I like, live, I'm just. I live right next to the fucking CVS. I was just like, I'm gonna start using this fucking thing. I'm gonna just start using the scooters. You know, they're, uh, I'm just going to not buy a car and just use scooters all the time. I'm get a little wagon to drag behind me to get my groceries and just fuck it. We're a scooter family now. Why? Let's, let's get, let's get set, set up with a bike. Uh, I can help you look for a bike. My sweet wife does not have a bike. My daughter does have a bike. Yes. Uh, I do not because I don't like bikes. So what? Okay. What don't you like about them? I like walking more. I'm just a walker guy. Dude, you know, I'm not walker, I, Texas I didn't Ranger. say replace all of your walking with bicycling. I'm saying you can get a trailer and go to the store and pick up groceries on a bike. Yeah, I still got to have a car though to get. You were just pitching me on scooters instead of a car. <gasps> right, that's an immature solution to a horrible problem that I have. I do need the car still. I'm never going to be able to talk Gwen into scooters instead of car. You know, especially with October being her 16th birthday. This is why the car situation is such a dire situation, right? It's like, okay, so if this thing is going to cost a hundred or a thousand dollars, if this is 10 years ago, I'm just fucking trading it in and getting a new car. Fuck it. Who cares? You know, I'll roll the loan over into the next loan and I'll just get a new car. Yeah. The fucking problem with that is if I don't, if I don't fix it. Right? Like, then I'm not going to be able to get her a car when it right. comes time for her to You're have a need car. two cars. Yeah. I need two cars. And this car's almost paid off. And that car will... And if I get a new one, you know, we, we start back over from the beginning. Yeah. You know, plus with an extra $6,000 on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I understand. So, but, you it's, know, it's just... The bus, if you can combo the bus, the scooters, a bicycle, like I, I, uh, I do a pretty good job trying to keep the miles off the car. Yeah. I mean, I, I really wish I did that. I, but I, I don't drive very much. It's just when you need to drive, you need to drive. Yeah. You the, know? O- the other cool thing is uh, there's like a car rental place a block away from here. Oh, well, I have so one I, pretty close to my house too. See, I mean, that's the thing is I think if you need a car, you could probably just rent one for $40 a day once a week. And that's cheaper than having insurance and a car payment. Yeah. I got to tell you what, if you pitch this to Katie, then I would love to watch the look on her face as you explain this to her. Sure. <laughs> because she's just, she's old fashioned, dude. 
It took okay. 10 years to get her to move downtown. Okay. You know? Okay. Just old-fashioned. No, I mean, in, I, when you have a child and you have errands to do for yourself, your family, uh, it, you can't really just take, like, a, a, a wonderful 45-minute bus ride and listen to... Um, you know, the shins and yeah. just like gleefully laugh to yourself. I got to get here too. And like, that wouldn't be a problem, but I got to get home. Yeah. Is the issue. And I yeah. don't want to walk till three in the morning. We're also in a bad time for like, you don't want to do ride sharing. Like, that's another thing too. I'm not where, doing like, that. You could knock it out. You spent, you spent once again, $50 a week on lifts or Ubers. That wouldn't be nothing, but fucking, you wouldn't, we'd be doing it remotely if you started doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, a moped, dude, mopeds, you can get in for a couple hundred. You can change YouTube and shit. I mean, I still got a, the, the wife and kid. Oh yeah. You know, I'm trying to sell the wife and kid on shit, you know, which is just, it's, it's been impossible to sell them. I, you know, it took five, six years to cord cut. It just, this kind of stuff takes a long time. And I mean, there is a certain amount of freedom that comes with having a car. And I'm the guy that drives and does all the stuff. So, like, I guess it's just, like, I don't know. I don't know. Because I think about it a lot. It's like, why do we live downtown and have a car? Yeah. But what are you going to do? Uh, I got a uh, I got a story here from loudwire.com. Oh, I wanted to say, just to uh, re remind everybody how I fucked up your story. The funny thing about that guy telling you the warranty thing to me is like that's the rudest shit in the world <laughs> when they're just are when you walk in and immediately their attitude is like oh this is the place that fucks you up in the bank account yeah when they they're know. like hey, you're not in warranty <laughs> oh your your jaw's gonna drop when you see this bill we offer special financing you know at a pretty low they slide a pamphlet like you're not in warranty and then they slide a pamphlet over for no key. they didn't even do that yet they were just like well yeah get ready for that phone call baby there was a Honda, uh, the car one. I don't remember what it's called, Forte. Um, but there was a huge one in Texas, and they had little tiny rooms where they would just take you in and just like wring money out of you. I know, I know. That's what <laughs> like I'm like little for. private cells where they can just torture you until you're like, all right, whatever. Just I need this fucking thing fixed. I mean, the hope for me is like maybe it's like something like like a piece of the fuel injector or something. I am like thinking of all different kinds of things that cost much less than I'm, I'm thinking of about a, a bunch of different things that cost much less than a whole new transmission, which is what I feel like it's going to be. Yeah. Just because I do know that the transmission is the thing that shifts the gears. Yeah, the yeah. Gear that's shifting pretty... isn't happening correctly. Yeah, I, w I wouldn't say we're the biggest gearheads or mechanics or handy people on this show, but I do know what the transmission does. Yeah, I did tr attempt to build that little clear engine at one point and gave up like a quarter of the way. What's through. that? Oh, there used to be in the model kit section where you know where you like build models and stuff. You would rebuild. You would build a whole engine I'm doing it. that you could turn, and it would show the pistons. It was clear, so you could see the pistons going inside and out. You could see the cams lifting and all this stuff like that. I'm gonna get one of those. I need to learn how this stuff works. Yeah, that's like kind of. I I need to know this now. I'm getting one. I I, I mean, obviously, we're not spending any money right now, <laughs> but we're we're holding off. I did get my caramellos today. Okay, well, I, that probably was com comforting. Oh yeah, two just enormous two boxes. There's there. eighteen in each. 
38. I think that's 38. No, 36. So you that's know, a good thing. Yeah, I, uh, you know, we're not getting paid for this for you doing this. No, uh, I just but love you've them. Created a fucking sensation. Really? People are into the mellow. So it's annoying. They've joined it's, the mellow drone. I had to sign out because I was getting so mad because I'm just like it's chocolate and melted sugar. It's yeah. It's like such a so good. And it, I, the uh, Erica was like, "Is that the caramello thing?" She pointed it out when we were at CVS, and. Uh, I looked at the price and I was just like, this is fucking outrageous. I know. I know. I what is going on here? The mellows are expensive. It's a, you get into the hard shit. I know. It's They're not as expensive as some of the other treats okay. I've gotten in my day. You know? Yeah. Okay. Sometimes I get into pretty expensive treats. These are relatively cheap treats. But I mean, it. it once the two boxes of them came to my house, I was like, I think I'm too far in with the, in, in the in mellow world. That's a lot of mellows to eat. I mean, I'll eat them. That's, trust me. But this also seems like sabotaging some of your success that you've had. True. Yes. You need to get like a tackle box that you can separate it all for like days of the month. Like yeah. how much mellow you get. Yeah. Like yeah. A, you need one of those pill things. Yeah. But for mellow. But for caramello. Yeah. Like the, I just need 36 locked things that only open. Like an advent calendar. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, a, a personal responsibility advent calendar. Somebody help me figure out how to hide the mellows from myself. I could put, yeah, and I could put like uh, a couple grams of dab, like a couple, like a like a quarter of a gram of dab in there so I don't do a whole one every day. Yeah. Not that I do that. That's fucking outrageous. Yeah. So, uh, uh, first story from Loudwire. After months of absurd Twitter battles, vocal Trump support, trying to fight Ice-T, and blaming George Floyd for his own death, Chris Taylor ba Brown finally has the first week numbers for Trap's latest album, Shadow Work. Uh, what do you think? The I mean, okay. One, it is not fair to judge bands on album sales now, right? We're going to agree on that. Yeah, um, but fans do sell albums now, right? Well, there's a there is an amount. I think that you just have to adjust for the time period we're in. You know? Yeah. Let's I'm, look at how much the nothing sold. Okay. Which is same genre. Yes. Uh, and and we'll find out what a normal number is for uh for an album now. It's uh Brian. If you want to look for it, it's called the Revel Visible V8. That's the that's the the model kit to rebuild a V. I'm gonna get one. I'm gonna build one. Watch, everybody's gonna be like, "God damn, Brian!" Oh, okay, man, they have a they have a Ford. Fuck, they have like the Ford Show. Huh, at okay. Target. Sorry, go ahead. This is I'm sort buying, of I'm depressing for the people to hear the nothing by Corn. Uh, thirty three thousand album equivalent unit units. Which okay. I, that's a lot. I would love to sell 30,000, 33,000 of anything. I think in this, I mean, considering that most people are never buying albums, uh, honestly, me and you buy albums because it's like a, it's a bourgeois thing that, to do at this point. Uh, if, if I was, uh, in my twenties and, I would be stealing music just like I did and never giving money to people, you know? Well, I, especially, I mean, even bands like Korn are at a point where I'm like, I'm not going to cry a river for any of the people in that band no. as far as their money goes. Um, I spend my money on up and coming artists and smaller labels, uh, is usually where I spend my music money. Um, uh, but at the end of the day, I, I mean, I'm a small population, I feel like. Okay, it says the album has sold 68,000 copies in the U.S. I think that was the, the debut was 33,000. So 
So basically, the last Corn album sold 68,000 copies. Now, Trapped, same genre. Look, not as big. Probably, though, same amount of radio play. I would guess, because Headstrong, that motherfucking song is still getting played. I would say Headstrong is enough of a song to get people into the album. And I think that people, the guys that were younger at that time... Or ne- never gave it up. They're Look, still buying Breaking Benjamin albums, you know? Yeah, well, they still rule. People are still... Bu- I, what I'm saying is, like, so album sales are pretty low, obviously. In yeah, the U.S., worldwide, they're... I mean, like, I just was listening to something the other day with uh, Paulo from Trivium, and he was saying that, like, actually in, like, Japan and Germany and stuff, they still sell, like, a decent amount of CDs. Um, I have been... It's oddly enough, uh, through coronavirus, we've been looking for albums to buy, and I've bu- I've had two now that I bought from Germany because they never printed them here. Yeah, yeah, I've been having that like with the metal albums. Grease too, it's very hard. Grease too. Grease. Oh, I thought yeah. you were talking about the movie Grease Two soundtrack. Love that movie. I was like, hey, check that's it out. That's a great movie. Motorcycle Boy, right? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. A, that's the that is the superior Grease. Okay. I watched it on vacation last year and was like immediately like, this is the one. I love Grease. Grease Two. two. <laughs> so, th- how many albums do Brett? I wanted you to guess with that base level knowledge of where Corn was. Where do we think first album sales? And and again, we're thirty three thousand for first week sales. First week sales. First week sales. Billboard two hundred. Honestly, I mean, I would say that they're probably like a, a quarter of the band that Corn is. Well, hey, but I, also, I can give you a hint too. I can give you a hint. On Twitter, Brown, the lead singer, predicted moving at least five thousand four hundred copies of Shadow Work in its first week. So that's a forecast for you. To know he was looking to sell 5,000. Okay. About 5,500. I okay. mean, that's a weird number, 5,400. Like, how did you come up with that number? You know? Yeah, somebody must have multiplied data or something from like when some of Bean Counter was like, well, we have this amount of people on our, on our email list and there's a penetration level of 2% that'll buy. <laughs> they have been promoting this album a lot. I well, will say that. The promotion for this album has has been pretty stellar when you think about promotion as coverage or coverage as promotion. You know what I mean? These guys are in in 2020 trapped is a constant subject of conversation. That's what I was going to say next is I figured they bolstered themselves quite a bit of fans with their right wing like popularity this year. Um, I think this is as a brilliant way to get people on board with your band. If you want to make a shitload of money, you yeah. get the conservatives on your side. They're out buying Goya beans. Like right. nobody's fucking business right, right now. There's yeah. a lot of extra money and, and, and they'll put like, they started buying Kanye West stuff. As soon as he put on the hat, they, they were like, this Jesus fucking bangs. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so like it's uh. I really would expect there to be more fervor and, you know, people, people, you know, want to support that shit. Yeah. So a lot of free marketing, I think. I think even fo- like the, the cable news channels are covering them, too. 
You know? The what? The cable news channels are talking about trapped. Oh, They're- I mean, uh, like a uh, fucking pitchfork and uh, a few other people like reported on. And that's also, I mean, those that's also works in a way where someone reads this like, oh, someone pissed off the people, the pitchfork readers. Who? What cool band is this? You know? Yep. So what what number they're, they're do- contrarians like they literally just will do it if we say we don't like them. So I thought Trap had enough hatred built up. 5500 would be yeah, fucking great. I mean, I I think that's good for a band that hasn't had a successful album in fucking 20 years. What's or- an album though? Like a CD? Are you talking about buying a CD or a Yeah, record? buying albums. Like the, the the or album digital? equal. I think digital counts in there too, buying it digitally, okay. not streaming it digitally. And I think they somehow take those streaming numbers and factor those into although that might not be true because i'll bet you some of the streaming platforms are pretty tight-lipped about the numbers but spotify does say how many streams an album has had on the site yeah like you can look at how many times people have listened to stuff so they probably i think they take streaming into account for charts but i don't think you could call that a sale okay so how many would you guess he they sold um uh i mean they thought they were gonna do five thousand fifty four fifty four hundred copies okay um i mean i don't know i don't i feel on the spot oh really yeah i don't i like i don't it could be good could be bad i'm guess i'm guessing it's going to be abysmal is why we're talking about this <laughs> uh i'm gonna say they did a thousand mm. Lower, yeah. than no, lower than a thousand. Lower than a thousand. Five hundred? Oh. Up, up, six hundred. Yep. <laughs> they sold six hundred co- Here's the thing. We're more famous than trapped. Now it counts, yeah. And they, they can't that is proof that don't put your eggs in a conservative basket, I guess is the thing. The entertainers that are like Oh, I'll be the conservative version of something, you know? Don't do that. That doesn't... It never translates. It doesn't translate to any staying power or anything like that. Those people aren't going to buy trapped albums because you say Trump is good. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think... And then you get into this point... You get into this way where you're just making... Only making things to be... Make America great again slogans yeah you're just all oh, you you can't really make original stuff anymore because you're just trying to uh trigger libs or uh spread your message of how great trump is you know? but i mean what was i guess like what is the goal of this, a guy like this that is i like what is the end game for these guys like can, what do they think is going to happen can i yeah interrupt you sorry okay will you help a listener out in the chat what do I need to do? Um, somebody's never heard of Trap. Do you think you could could give them the, the opening line? I, I can do the guitar a little bit. Back off, I'll take you on. Headstrong to take on anyone. I know that you are gone, but this, this is, is not where you belong. belong. It's T-R-A-P-T. It is sort of Linkin Park, sort of 
It's Linkin Park ish, but it's more. It's like amateur wrestlers, like high school wrestlers song. Like it's also like. Uh, but it's only one song. People that want to get in a bar. It's a bar fight song. Like any movie. Like it, it's probably been like any Tom Hardy fight is. You could just put that song in it. Yeah. He did the MMA movie, right? Was that was pro- wasn't Warrior. it in there? Uh, was trapped in that? Trapped was in an MMA movie. Okay, I'm I'm gonna look up trapped in movies. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I brought this up because I just wonder, like, when are people going to, uh, when are people going to stop trying this grift? I don't think this grift works, you know? So, I mean, it's just not the, uh, it's, it's not the smartest thing I'm looking to see. Didn't he also say that it was uh, going to be one of the best albums ever made? <laughs> he did. He also said, uh, uh, I'll, I'll get it for you. I'll, I'll read the rest of this. In 2018, an official poll by Ultimate Guitar saw the site's users rate Headstrong as having the fourth, fourth worst riff of all time. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, that's cruel. That's unnecessarily cruel because dun 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 Da, 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 that's not a bad riff. See, but and like, but I, it's honestly, generic, now that we, when you sang it, I was like, this is getting worse. The best part is the back off. I'll take you on. Yeah, the then, riff sucks. Then there's nothing else. The riff sucks. The, right, the riff. Can, is, I was trying to do the riff when I was thinking. I was like, what are they doing here? Yo, you can play it. Yeah, yeah we can play like a, the first we'll, part of we it. We can just play without yeah, we'll, getting pulled. We won't get pulled. They just take away our ad money and uh, they like silent trapped. will get money basically. Oh, well, <laughs> we'll help them out. Hey, man. good for you. Yeah. Dude, they sold 600 There's albums. four guys in the band, and they got all these people around them, and they probably made $5,000 or something. I mean, <laughs> if they made $10 an album, they are doing better than anybody's ever done in the music industry. So uh, you, you can know. play like 10 seconds of a song so they can hear the riff. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love the. I forgot Sucks. that part. Yeah, there's. It's such a soft song. It is. It's, it's also not heavy. Pathetic. It took two guys to make that song. One guy's going bub up, bub up, and then the other one's going dini, dini, <laughs> and they're just going back and forth. It's the least. It's not a heavy riff at <laughs> no, all. No, that's a soft ass song. Like that guy. It's like easy listening. It's like John said this about Disturbed on the last POD cast, but it's metal for people that don't like metal. It is. (laughs) They don't want to hear something heavy. Right. You know, they just want to be like, hey, man, I'm really listening to a lot of metal right now. Yeah. So that's the riff. It's office worker metal. I mean, this is somebody that that wishes they could would go tell their boss. They could walk storm into the office and say, you were rather rude in that meeting. Yeah. (laughs) They're listening to that. I jumped ahead a little. Alright. Here it comes, it's a happy part. So that's trapped. That's right trapped. there. That's what so, they sound like. It's for sucks. the young folks that don't know. Yeah, fifty-four so, million. Fifty-two. That's another depressing thing, right? Fifty-two million views on this YouTube video. Yeah, six hundred albums sold. <laughs> 
<laughs> you you turned you turned off millions of people yeah that were potential buying the album people yeah. oh, they're yeah. not buying they're not buying trapped you're gonna have to become he i think <laughs> someone said old navy loudspeaker metal <laughs> yeah ah, they're gonna that what they're he's gonna go left He's think gonna, so? no. I think he Hell could no. go left. He's headstrong. I think so. Too headstrong. I don't think he's that headstrong. I think he's going to go left. Where the money's at? Uh, so. <laughs> oh, they couldn't hear it on Twitch. Yeah, that's what I just heard. So we, we don't have, have audio. Oh, we don't? I mean, if we can't play the mute, if we couldn't play that, we can't play <laughs> I wonder if Twitch might have just blocked it out. Because they're listening to this, the show on there. Yeah, but it's audio. Oh, it's from your computer. Yeah. Oh, well. Sure. Gotcha. We got other stuff to do. Let's uh, go to this cool story of teenage ingenuity. We can talk a little bit about what was going on with my kid, too. I talked to her last night. I asked her what who the five coolest kids in her school are. Okay. And because uh, so I coolest, wanted to, the coolest kids report. I needed to know what the what my daughter thinks the coolest people are. Because, you know, when you have a teenage kid, they don't think adults are cool at all. So you really got to find out what the teens are into. You know what I mean? Uh, I did find something new out for all you listeners that jewel and think that like, that's like a cool teen thing. They don't jewel anymore. They do puff What's puff, puff, uh, puff co I think, or not puff co no, puff co sucks. Uh, I searched it last night. Let me search it. It's, uh, is it tobacco? Is it nicotine? It's nicotine. Their favorite flavor is banana ice puff bars. They like puff bars now. And uh, oh, pre-filled, disposable. They got the kid they, flavors. Oh, do they ever? They have like every kid flavor, you know. But uh, and we should give it a try. Yeah, the kids are puff puffing. I mean, the local drug dealer, the local weed dealer, uh, um, the local weed dealer sells puff bars. He really? buys them in bulk, and he yeah. sells banana ice puff bars. And all the kids in the neighborhood love the banana ice puff bars. I yeah. should go knock on his door and just be like, "Hey, man, can I get one of them puff bars?" And do not ever do that. I will not. That's do big that. time jail. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, yeah, that is big time jail. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Anyway. Do, yeah. Whatever you do, don't think like you're going to go get in with the bad kids. I don't want you to like go out there and. Uh, you I'm know. not, but well, I do got, want people can I get to know. Some acid guys. Oh, I got my own. I'm here to share. I do want people to know that it's now puff bars. It's not jeweling. They're not jeweling anymore because you can only get you can only get tobacco flavored jewel. Yeah. Pods. That's yeah. But with these, you can get yourself a nice little. Uh, uh, Peach ice, banana. They're all ice for some reason. Does that mean it hits harder or something? I don't know. It's probably menthol. But I, then I think about it and it's like banana it's menthol great, sounds terrible. I mean, ice, it sells a lot of Gatorade. That's so, true. I mean, I think it just works and it sounds cool and refreshing. It's not cigarettes. It's not gross, disgusting, no. smelly cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. Blueberry ice. Yeah. So that lush was ice. What's lush ice? <laughs> We got to get some. Order us a few. Uh, so that was one thing I learned. But when I asked her grape. who the cook. Yeah, get us grape. Straight grape. No ice or anything. It's get too us good. regular it's ass purple grape. grape. But we got to get a banana ice one, though. Okay. We got to have a banana ice. Guava ice. I know. No, we're gonna get, see, we once again, the we're teams doing are so much it. advertising. Who cares? We would advertise cigarettes and caramellos, and we would be fine. Yeah. So they... Uh, uh, 
So I asked what the coolest kids in school are, and, and she named them. I'm not going to like name the kids or whatever, but I was like, okay, so what makes this person cool? The first person was a, a, a girl, and I, she's like, well, she wears whatever clothes she wants to wear. Okay. Such a teen answer, because it's like, you know, you can also wear whatever clothes you want I to know. Wear. It's when people tell me like, oh, I mean, I wish I could do that, but everybody else I know doesn't do that. And I'm like, what the fuck does that matter? <laughs> Trust me, being the person that does stuff can pay off in the long run. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, like, I understand when people are like, oh, I want to start a, th- um, I want to make a film, a short film. Sure. Right. And then they don't get that done because that is like a hard thing. That is something that you have to dedicate many hours of your life. And many times you're working a job and all that stuff is very hard. And I totally understand people putting off those sorts of things. Large projects. But when it comes to wearing clothes, don't you just can't let people decide what clothes you're going to wear. Yeah, it's just absolutely not. You need to decide what you're going to wear. And you know what I asked her? Because that was like three of the people. Oh, she just wears whatever clothes she wants. Right. And I'm like, well, why don't, what do they wear? What are these right. fucking and clothes? Did, you like, know? Well, yeah, are they wearing their clothes backwards again? Uh, that, see, I'm going to fucking put that out there. Hey, kids, teens are wearing their clothes backwards. <laughs> 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 they should, though. They should do that again. Crisscross again? Bibs backwards. Yeah. Because that was like the fucking move. I remember a dance party. They used to show dance parties on TV. That was just like a type of show. Oh, yeah. You know, there was Dance Party USA. There was The uh, Grind. The Grind. There was, yeah, Dance MTV or, or Club MTV. And uh, which is a wild thing to show on TV, by the way, just people dancing to music um, like a room full of people. It wasn't like people doing like really great, cool dances. It was just so, a room full of people just dancing. No, it was great because it was it was all bad dancing. It was just people going like putting their arms around and then they would try to mouth the words and they don't know it. Then there would be like one awesome person like at a football game, like, you know, all of a sudden uh a, a camera gets on this person and they like stand on their seat and do a fucking backflip and everybody's like, whoa. Okay. Yeah. That's so true. Like there was one always guy a would few just dancers. do a fucking worm or something out of nowhere. Yeah. There were always a few dancers that could actually do it. But, uh, the other thing that was in common with every single one of, Oh, but the shirts, I said, what does she wear? Tie dye. Tie dye. That's it. That's the wild. I thought, isn't that like wildly popular right now? My daughter ain't wearing tie dye. I've seen a ton of it. That's why I said, I was like, why can't you wear tie-dye? And she's like, mm, mm, no. It's a, it's a lot of colors. Too loud? Yeah. Okay. She likes wearing black and gray. Okay. Not my fault, by the way. I know that that could be perceived as my fault. It is not my fault. I do not choose what my kid wears. And I don't think she thinks I'm cool and is modeling her look after me. Uh-huh. I think it's genetic, really. The, the Quinby line, the Quinby bloodline just... Like black and blue and gray clothes. <laughs> right. I mean, do you know my brothers and sisters, right? Yes. Are we all that? Um, I think your brother. Uh, my younger brother. Younger brother. Maybe I've seen him in a. 
I've probably seen him in like a salmon shirt or yeah, like a mint yeah. green shirt. Yeah, he would do that. But mostly navy. Yeah, mostly Gray. blue or blue. He'll yeah. wear he'll wear a blue flannel with some red in it or maybe some yeah. white. That well, that makes it pop a little. Little red. Uh, My older brother. The, most he, of, the Ohio uniform is just the flannel with the boots and the jeans. Like that's just what it the is. standard is. It is. That's the cool look. That's like I'm dressing up. It's not the cool look for it's tonight. The standard Ohio look. You put on a flannel. You put on a nice T-shirt under it. You put the boots and you put a pair of jeans on, and that is basically me putting on a tuxedo. Right. That's like when, that when is, I have to dress that's our up. Fun- that's-, that's when we go to funerals. <laughs> when we have to go to a wedding. Yeah. <laughs> if are if cargo you- pants okay? Nice jeans. Like, I, be I, I, jeans, right? Yeah. Let's like we have nice jeans. So there's jeans that you wear every single day of your life that you don't you wash like every three months uh and then you have your nice jeans that you bring out and you like tuck a shirt into them that's a that's a that's ohio style too yeah so the other thing that all these kids had in common i just think when i just, i think that it, i don't think it's a passing down genetics of colors i think it's a passing down of don't look at me but like, i'm not d- like that don't wear you won't like yeah like yellow or pink okay, yellow, or whatever it is yellow is a problem you have i don't know i think it's just that i look weird i just <laughs> think it's just immediately the first thought is does this look weird and you're like it might be i thought it yeah yeah i mean well i did when me and you first started hanging out i was going through this thing where my wife had had said all you buy is black, blue, and gray clothes. Uh-huh. And I was like, fuck it. I'm not buying any black, blue, or gray clothes. And then what happened was me and Brett went to see Sheer Mag, and we hung out with the band. And uh, the dude from the band, Kyle, I think was his name. Yes. can't remember. He from the band I think. gave us each a t-shirt yes. and I got a black one. Right. And it was the only black t-shirt I owned at that time. I had all different color t-shirts. And then I wore that fucking shirt out. I just was like, oh, it's clean. Fucking wear the wear the sheer mag shirt. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what, man? I just like black. Yeah. And I'm not going to fucking apologize for liking black. I'm just going to wear all fucking black from now on. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. So that's what happened with me was like, I did go through that. But I do remember... Maybe when I first met you, you wore a purple shirt once, and I was like, "What is this guy?" You know, <laughs> what? Yeah, you don't I wear purple. I'm very loud. <laughs> he is. I he like. Is. Uh, yeah, I mean, I like. I do like to stand out. I I was the person at your daughter's school who dyed my hair blue and had the tennis ball airwalk sneakers. But you're cool though. I don't know why she can't realize that that's cool. Nobody in her school really. Is. There's no metal kids. At at her school no long hairs no no all the all the bad kids are 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 rap, rap kids yeah and like even like the rapper that goes to her school i'm not gonna say the guy's name there's a few of them they're like rap kids there the, the, there's a guy that goes to her school that raps but he wears like uh ba- uh what's his battle jacket battle vest yeah yeah, he wears like a battle vest and stuff like that and he's ostracized because he dresses like a fucking hood is what they used to call us in school. <laughs> hood. That's what that my my fucking sister got me in trouble. My older sister got me in trouble one time, and she she went to my parents and she was like, "I think Brian's a hood." <laughs> uh oh. And my parents were like, "He's a fucking hood." And then they were like, "Brian, we're hearing you're a hood." And I'm like, "You had to have a very very special conversation." About I did. I had to have a conversation a- about. And I was like, what's a hood? You know, I don't even know what that is. Yeah. You know, and they're like, it's a derogatory name. We talked, we 
say about you and your friends. Yeah, yeah. They're like, well, you smoke and you're doing crime and you're skipping school and stuff like that. That's kind of what it is. Oh, uh, yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah, I'm doing all those. That's true. You oh, do have. Hood. <laughs> now, I know I yeah. am. now you've identified I me. Fa- Thank you. Yeah, I finally found my place in life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, the other thing was that all of them smoked weed. Every single one of the kids she thinks is cool smokes weed. Yeah. And I'm like, man, she is on a precipice right now. And I feel like. I am successful if she doesn't smoke weed till she's 18. That is a thing I'm putting on myself. Really? I am because then I'll feel like like I feel I'll feel kind of bad if I find out she's getting high because then I'll feel like that's my fault. Yeah. You know, I get high around her. She knows about it. I was honest with her about it all and stuff like that. And I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world if yeah. she was smoking weed. But I think I would like her to stay away from it until she's 18. Yeah. Because it's just a good practice. And, you know, I've said this about teens before. It's just like, you're just not ready for it yet. And just, you know, hold off. You yeah. know, so I'm, I'm, I'm starting to look at it. I'm starting to think like. I might have to adjust my expectations. (laughs) Sure. Um, Yeah, I understand. I mean, I think that it's hard because that is the attitude that, like, we kind of fight against. Like, that's just an old parental way of thinking of things. Not to say that, like, yeah, I'm not, I would never tell her or if she came to me. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. I would never be involved with that. Uh, But at the same time, it's like, eh, a lot of people did it. You do share the same genes as your dad. They lived. Yeah. Thrived and did well in the end. I think, yeah, the point of my, like, my neighbor's like 20 years older than me. And he talked about how everybody treated you like a loser for smoking weed. And now it's like people are high all the fucking time. It's, yeah, I I don't think it's like the best habit or, and I'm sure it messes with your brain in some way, but it also makes me fucking, it makes me effective and it works for me. Uh, I waited until I was 18 too. I tried it when I was like once when I was like 14, but then I was like, didn't want to hang out. I basically didn't want to hang out with kids doing weed in high school. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that was kind of my explanation to her was that like, you know, I was a loser for a very long time. And when I was in high school, I was not the type of person that you would want to be your dad you know what i mean absolutely and uh uh i just i was just like you know if you wait till you're 18 i'll fucking do it with you but i don't really care i think it's the drinking it's just like the drinking thing too it's like you you to expect them to never do it is stupid and um you're hypocritical if you if they do but at the same time you can be like i mean you don't you do weed at the end of the day. It's like your six pack. Yeah. And everybody in the neighborhood, everybody in that neighborhood drinks a bottle of wine every single night. And that's perfectly fine. Uh, but you know, you, now we have to like still, we're still thinking of weed as like drugs. Like it's going to fuck up her life. If she goes to college, gets all of her, she goes to school, gets her fucking studies done and then blows some weed and watches fucking how high or something. Yeah. Like that's not going to ruin her life. And there's plenty of, yeah, it's it's not it's not like it's it gets too prescriptive once again where it's like if you try it your life's going to be over. I like know that's, what, that's, that's the kind of that's the kind of theme behind that thinking in a way. And you're you know? just trying to figure out how to not do that. 
Right. But also discourage right. it's like the it use of this stuff. Costs a shitload of money and uh, you know, it can take over and that's all you do instead of going out and shit like that. You really have to be honest about it. Yeah. You know, it's not the greatest thing in the world. It doesn't solve everybody's problem and it's not and it's not for everyone. It's and and you need to have a you need to know how to have a healthy relationship. And that's the tough conversation to have is like how you how do you use this stuff in a responsible way versus like don't ever try it because uh it'll ruin your life. Yeah, don't ever try it is is not the smart way to go. My 16 like you know, I you hung out with a lot of loser guys, but I also had friends that smoked weed at 16 and uh moved to Mexico and studied abroad and uh, became lawyers and moved to Australia and like work for Google. And I have a lot of people that, and don't, don't smoke weed anymore there. You know, there's like, I'm like, they've gave it up years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know people that have gone on to do very cool things and, and like, I think I went on to do a pretty cool thing. So I'm like, Oh, I, you know, I'm just trying not to be alarmist about it, but I also feel like, a lot of my parenting stuff has felt very experimental to me and like uh you know my older brother or my younger brother tells me a lot of times that he takes a lot of cues from me and that like i was i sort of inspired a lot of the parenting that he did and and i think i did that with you know i don't know how much uh, i don't know how much influence i've had on other people but i know that like you guys, a lot of our friends and stuff have watched Gwen grow up and you saw how I did it. And like, it can be helpful to see somebody else how they do it. And you don't have to do it like me, but like, there are things that I do that I think are, uh, uh pretty progressive for parenting where like, I just, I just, uh, I want to prove that I did it right. I guess, you know, like that it wasn't a whole huge mistake. Like, being an anarcho dad you know so yeah i I agree so uh this story is from the new york post also i think the wilder stuff of like not enforcing some of the the rules the old school stuff like you have to be in bed it's like why if you're awake like it's the summer who gives Mm -hmm. a fuck curfew yeah other shit and uh i mean she seems to pretty much write herself out you know like she found her own happy medium you gave her full open throttle and it's like well you can't do that all the time yeah 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 somebody was asking in a chat yesterday how old were you when you first stayed home alone and uh i had four brothers and sisters so i was you know kind of from the beginning sort of i mean not from the very beginning but you know my sisters my i have an older brother and an older sister a younger brother younger sister so there's always people there for me i was never uh alone guy right. and so it was pretty young i don't I, my parents didn't have to like make that decision basically uh with gwen i i i i think it was 10 when i said you can stay home by yourself because like i don't judge things necessarily on age i i like look at the maturity level and you know obviously sat down and said hey you know are you gonna be okay to be here and stuff like that and she was fine and uh i don't know the first few times it was just a couple hours you know what i mean but uh we went to denver and she stayed home for a weekend at Uh, 10 no at like i think she was 13 maybe 12 oh really yeah when we went to denver when me you and our wives went to denver she stayed home i didn't know that you didn't know that no well 
See, because it wasn't really staying home, my sister was sleeping there. Oh. But she wasn't there at all. She was just coming in at the end of the night sure. and sleeping there. And my brother and his wife, you know, were feeding her. They okay. were, She would, like, go to their house. Got but it. She was sleeping at home. Got it. Okay. You know, my sister didn't stay the night, but she, she was there a lot. And everybody knew she was home. So she was, like, going to bed. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. she she was just going to bed and there was nobody there. So, and I felt like she could handle it, and we we had a, a huge conversation about it, and then and it worked out. So, like I just think you you do these things also at a maturity level. The reason for the weed, the nerves about weed for me also is that like it's just the kind of things that that can happen with you know as a parent. And their kid getting high. You know what I mean? Like just the things like the government can get involved with. Oh, that. Right, right. You know what yeah, I mean? You, That's you, another reason. If you're the, doing at a football game and all of a sudden you get caught. Yeah. Right. If the government wasn't going to get involved, I mean, like, I probably would be more open to younger experimentation. But like, I don't want to get arrested. Yeah. I don't want to get my kid taken away from me. So I just tell her, you know, be careful. So uh anyway, the reason I brought up this teen stuff was because there was a New York Post article this week. And uh I want to read it to you, man. In a pandemic, oh my God, every website suck. In a pandemic, no one knows you're underage. That's what Gen Z has discovered as they've updated the fake ID for the COVID-19 era, hitting up liquor stores dressed as elderly grandmas wearing coronavirus face masks. The prank has taken social media platform TikTok by storm with videos of users bedecked as booze hound bubbies, uh, seemingly victorious bottles in hand, racking up millions of views. That you get liquor before you turn 21 is, we're sure of bonus psa use your fakes as much as possible because if you wear a mask they can't see your whole face lol one adolescent uh posted on her not legal age to her not legal age brethren now now that we've had now that we have to wear masks this is the best time to buy alcohol with a fake id since the early 80s stand-up comedian jason lawhead posted on twitter <laughs> I, I thought the same thing actually. i did too. i was like if i was a kid right now uh I walked in. They didn't ask. I haven't been asked to pull my mask down. I have crow's feet. That's why. But if I was on uh, one of these TikTok sites where they they're showing people how to put wrinkles on their face, yes, and yes, up, like to make people look older, like the glasses, tarnish your skin a little bit, yeah, the glasses, yeah. And so it's a it's a brilliant idea, and I, I'm sure it's uh, the 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 shop owners don't care because they want to make sales too. Yeah, are they going to get in trouble? You know, like, I, I mean, the, the government that could you have them pull their mask down. Yeah, it can't be. It shouldn't be. I, I mean, when I go to the Giant Eagle gas station, they do have a sign that says something like, if you're a kid, if you're, what, what is it? Like, we can't ask you to take your mask down. Okay. To buy alcohol and tobacco. Right. They've never asked me, but again, I. You can't go to the grocery store, man. You got to go to the corner store to get to, to pull this one off. No, you could pull it off. I think it's easier to pull it off in a grocery store, to tell you the truth. No way. Because really? I think the cashiers care less there because. Uh, they're not going to lose their whole business if they get caught. Yeah, yeah. And the police, I don't think the police try to buy liquor at major supermarkets. You know, it's the same way with how they, they like, do, do. Didn't people get set up at Kroger and shit? Do they really? The yeah. police do it, though. No, not the police. It's like liquor ABC or whatever they're called. 
they go in and try to to get served like underage. And they do. Oh my God, you they should. do that at Kroger. I yes, I believe they do. I think they just do it at the smaller gas stations and convenience stores. Because there was a thing called Cops and Shops when I was a kid. And it scared yes. the shit out of all of us. Because, like, I remember they announced it. And they were like, so, if you try to buy cigarettes, they'll throw you in jail. Was the whole thing. Because they yeah. said that, like, uh, uh, you don't even... they. I think they were intimating that... The people behind the counter might be a cop. And if you try to buy liquor or something, right. they'll bust you. But they also did a thing where they found people that were teens and they would pay them, probably the kids of cops, they would have them go in and try and buy booze. And, you know, they pay them like 10 bucks or yeah, something like yeah. that to try and go in and buy booze. And if they sell, if they get them, then the guy gets in trouble. Yeah. And uh, uh, I just remember, like, I used to go by Black and Milds with my friend with just a note that said, we're buying these from my dad. Well, we were <laughs> trying to buy. We tried that, but it, that did not work at all. They looked at us for one second and we're like, nope. <laughs> but never beer. Beer, we had to just stand. We used to just stand outside and get a desperate guy to buy it for us. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I love teens. Their ingenuity inspires me every time. This is great. Very smart. smart. I love it. Also, I think it's a great mashup because the makeup stuff they're doing is incredible. Like, makeup is a huge part of my life now in a way. And not just be, not because of, because of my daughter or anything. Just my social media feed has so many incredible makeup artists on it that do the most amazing things I've ever seen, you know? Yeah, yeah, I've seen And there's all of kinds of tutorials for it, and there's people just use, like, anything to transform their whole face. It's fucking awesome. Brett's going to use makeup on a TV show. You think so? You think you'll end up doing it? I'm asking do, you. Does it make you look greasy? Are you supposed to do it because you, so you don't look shiny? Is yeah, that but we for? should look shiny, I think. Where it should be shiny? I mean, I look like shit right now. There are wounds on every section of my body. I um, am so greasy from building this fucking, carrying this shit around and going up and down the stairs, doing my sifting, cleaning yeah. program. And uh, I'm covered in like zits and grease. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I look bad right now. Like, I just have cuts all over my arms and legs from my fall, you know? Your beard is crazy as hell. But 17 years after a deadly fire during one of their performances, rock band Great White has once again found themselves at the center of controversy after playing a concert where there were no rules for social distancing or wearing face masks amid the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. In footage from the North Dakota concert, which is part of an outdoor summer concert series, a jam-packed crowd could be seen without face masks as the band performs on stage. The concert takes place as nationwide guidelines re remain in place, suggesting a minimum of six feet between people, as well as the use of face masks in an attempt to contain coronavirus and minimize the spread of COVID-19. Uh, what a... You, so... This happened last weekend. Me and Brett have been hanging out a lot because we've been both together working on a studio with Nick and stuff. And uh, Brett knew about this story. And I, I, I saw the picture. I showed him right away. So, and I said, I'm going to show you a picture. And uh, so, yeah. So, it is, it's outdoors. Is it in like a city center or something? Like, I what, think what is so. this? It looks yeah. like. It looks like the, a town square stage. It looks like one of those, like, 
you St. Know, Louis has local arts like Worthington does. Like they have a little gazebo out there and they'll let a little four, they'll let a four piece band set up. This seems like a larger, a little bit larger scale version of that. Really? This in St. Louis, I remember, I think it was, uh, the, there's a little section in the middle of town. There's a bunch of businesses and then there's an outdoor stage. Like, Yes. In the middle of that, that you could probably pack 2,000, 3,000 yeah. people into. And that's, that's kind of the vibe I got from this. Uh, and for people that this is to fill them in, we don't have the, the audio. Uh, Great White, uh, is the band that sings Rock Man. You're giving Rock the wrong Man. One. Why? Because that's the Hold wrong. Me through the night. Isn't um, that them? I guess that I don't know. I love that song. Uh, but. The, and also, the my, song, my, yes. my, I'm once bitten, twice shy, baby. I mean, my favorite great, great white song was called Mista Bone. Like M-I-S-T-A-H. I see it. Bone. Uh, that was like my favorite great white song. Cause I had the album with once bitten twice shy. Cause it was my favorite song. It must've come out when I was in third or fourth grade and it was a record or a tape I bought. Um, also, go ahead. No, you go. I was going to say also Great White for people that don't know that's yeah. just to fill it in for younger folks. You know, we know, we know we have a lot of people that didn't live through the 90s. Um, but when was that? The 2000s they it did that? It might have been early 2000s. Early 2000s. Maybe like 2099, 2000. Great White. 2003. Uh, Great White performed in a very small rock club and they brought their pyro with them, right? From Twice shy, were- baby. <laughs> When they were the biggest band, yeah, know? they yeah. still have the pyro set up from when it was they were it was 1992, and uh, they burned down a whole club and killed some of their fans. How many? Yeah, yeah, uh, a lot. Like I, I think it was like hold on, a uh, hundred. Oh my and god! Guitarist, oh my know. god! So that's horrific. Uh, that yeah, most dangerous band in America. It is. You you're really pushing your luck when you go see great white <laughs> they are yeah probably the most extreme death metal band in existence i right. would say i mean that's truly uh madness to go spit all over each other i mean what do you think about this like the thing i've been thinking a lot about public gathering i've been thinking a lot about public gatherings lately right like like outdoor public gatherings like uh, a festival a band or uh, like food a truck concert, festival, food truck festival, anything, soccer where, game where people go outside and gather, yoga right? in the park. And I've been thinking a lot about it, and I've been I've been w- thinking like you know the the way to curb this shit from happening is for everybody to just not do it. You know what I mean? Not do shows, right. the, no shows, no audience. No outdoor gathering. Yeah. Right? But show business is so bad and so terrible that there will always be people willing to put on shows. And uh, that is something that has been, you know, we we talked earlier, or we didn't even talk about this on the show, but Scully's, a local club here, 
doing some advertising are putting on shows right now. Oh yeah, despicable shows. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, like uh, the, those pay for play shows, right? Y- yeah, um, you told me that Scully started doing shows again. I looked at the calendar and like this weekend is an in- Azure Entertainment show. Yeah, that's bad. And there's, I know there's a lot of band people that listen to Street Fight. Uh, I'm sure you've been contacted by one of these things before. Uh, what they do is they send you an email and say, hey, we do a showcase of great music in town and you've got a wonderful show social media falling and we like what you do we'd love to slot you into the showcase i get those texts too i don't know where they would get my info we were on band we have something we had something on Bandcamp, but forever ago all the stuff defaults to your phone yeah that's shit. true so that's true. they got my number i don't know how you know yeah so what they say is like yeah it's going to be great and you know what there's going to be 10 other bands there, and they're going to bring their people with them, too. So you're going to get in in front of all these people. Now, all you got to do is sell 20 tickets, and they're $20 a piece. So what will happen is on the date, if if you, you owe us $400 to be in the showcase, and you'll do that by selling 20 tickets. Anything after that, you make $2 a ticket. Um, if you don't hit the $400, you owe it to us, you know, yeah, you yeah. have to buy the rest. You only sell, if you go and get 12 people to come out, you're paying for eight tickets or that's coming out of, it's coming out of your I fucking I think you're pay. basically just buy a stack of tickets. Yeah. Yeah. You have to spend 400 bucks on the tickets and then, and then they you have to sell them. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You're right. Yeah. So this week, I mean, and this is the thing, this, the, I think that a lot of entertainers are being pretty good. You know, because nobody's doing anything really, you know. Um, uh, I just, yeah. Well, let me look something up it, here real quick. But. I, I, you know what? I'm not norm- I, I'm not like this a lot. And I, it's I, it's a capitalism thing. Like, it I is. hate to it's just a, go for it. It is a cap. That's a capitalism. Because if they're going to be open and if there's money to be made and if there's going to be evictions happening and if the rent is still due, I have to make money. Like, if I'm a band or performer, I have to make fucking money. That's true. And when you look at stand-ups and stuff like that, it's right. like... Those, they don't have Patreons. No. Like, no. A lot, they have second jobs. A lot of them are just delivery people. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, and, and, oh. and, you know, it's just a complete failure. And I don't, I think that maybe, uh, the, the next wave, this red wave that'll happen could scare enough people. Um, but Mike DeWine gave a conversation today that really was grim. Yeah. He, he didn't tell anybody they had to do anything. He's too afraid of fucking Bubba's and camo, camo truck people. No, he's, uh, he's, he's saying, he's just saying, come on, guys, we're Ohioans. It's Ohio against the world and we can all get together and beat this thing by just wearing your mask. You know, we we got to get back to business. He literally ended it, said, let's get back to business. It's like, that's the fucking problem. Business is killing us. That's what's happening. Exactly, yeah. We could have shut down for three months hardcore and be more back to business than what we're about to be, you know? Well, everybody's performing, though. I mean, I'm not 100% sure these shows are going on, so I don't want to read the names of, well, I don't fucking, what do I care? Like, uh, I'm looking at the uh, calendar for a comedy club in Oklahoma City that I was hip to a while ago. I Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're Kevin Nealon, Michelle Wolf, TJ Miller. Like, by the way, already canceled. Uh, 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 Eddie Griffin 
doing a show, which is like, damn, I would love to go see Eddie Griffin. But yeah. does Eddie Griffin need to do a show? Eddie Griffin might need money. You never know. If he didn't save and, you know, he has, you know, Chad Prather, which is, of course, he's doing, he's doing a fucking it. show. But also just doing your open mic night seems like, could you not do that? Yeah. At the, hey, at a minimum, do we have to do open mic or roast a mania? Right. Know? Yeah. I, I, I just, so then I'm, I'm thinking like, so great white, like, how many people and we can't get a number and and i i guess that's probably because it was a free show you know where the city paid for great white to come yeah and uh it was just whoever showed up yeah to see it boys to men came last year yeah and uh so they didn't explain they didn't explain who how many people were there but it looked packed is yeah. all I can say. Like it looked in a way. It was hundreds. Where me and Brett looked at it and we got nervous. It was hundreds. Yeah. And uh uh we're not gonna be able to put this back once the concerts really start going, once it really is like, you know, I saw a tour poster for Fozzie doing a tour, which they're not a huge band or anything, but like it's still like they're getting ready to go out, you know. And I, there's got to be a few more that are like, we're, we'll be the only game in town. Yeah. Let's fucking do it. And then, you know? and then we were like, we're telling people, man, just, you know, use hand sanitizer and wear a disposable mask and you're fine. You know? Yeah. It's like, no, it's not fine. I mean, I don't even know if you can, I mean, going to a concert. I, oh, fuck it. I'm not going to be a baby because I was going to say going to a concert in a mask sucks. Oh, yeah. But like, uh, uh, I also know that in Japan, they just did a wrestling show that sold 3,000 tickets. And uh, they said that you they had to clap and stomp. They weren't allowed to cheer. They weren't allowed to yell. You weren't allowed to yell. Oh, like spit in the air? Yeah, it was just clap and stomp. And that was how they, they got sound, which is like, God, fuck, we could never do that. I here. know. There would be a bunch of fucking rednecks in the audience screaming because they told them not to scream. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's like. The things we're going out to see, that's the thing that's driving me nuts. Like, so with Scully's, it's like upcoming events right now, 90s and now, a Scully's 90 and now dance party featuring DJ Chuck Starr. Come dance your quarantine blues away. Like, do we have to do that? Is that, could, could, could. Yeah, because they have rent to pay. I know. I know. And that's, DJ Chuck Booty, what, what's his name? Chuck Star. Chuck Star. He wants you to dance your quarantine blues away. Okay. Okay. It's just ad, using it in the advertising oh, yeah. to remind you that you're supposed to still be in your house. Dude, it's advert. I mean, that's what it does. It preys on your, your fucking emotions. Like yeah. That. Hard reset four. And it's just a bunch of like EDM. It's EDM and DJs. And then Sunday, July 19th, it's just called reggae. Reggae on the patio. And they're, they're, so that one, okay. You can do reggae on the patio. Have the fucking, I, if you gotta do it, mask up and do reggae on the patio. I'm fucking a hundred percent fine with that. Yeah. But it is just so fucking hard to watch. I just, people are being, the government is making this happen. Yeah. The government that could have really proved like, hey, we're useful. You know what I Right. <laughs> like, didn't it feel like the government would 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 be useful 
No. Like, so, well, no. We're, That's the lie, though. Yeah. You didn't ever think, like, well, it's something really crazy happens. The government will do something, right? I don't know. I don't know if I can honestly I answer that. that. Feel, I always felt like if shit got really serious, that something would kick in and there would be people who are mature and can handle whatever this thing that happens is. And, you know, maybe this is because, like, after 9-11, like, George Bush had, like, a 90 or 80-something percent approval rating. Yeah. And, and, like, we all... It was different. Time. A lot of us thought he did really well, and you felt like he was measured, and he, he like, he spoke... You did it. Obviously, Brett's looking at me like, I didn't think that. And it's like, but, like, most people were like... Well, he di- he's handling it well. No, I think you're right. Yeah, and 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 he he did everything that you're supposed to do and and he was measured about it. He didn't like if 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 9/11 happened under Trump. Like imagine the speech. Imagine the fucking speech on that day. Yeah. You know? And and like nothing happened. They can't. They can't even protect us at all. There's no protection happening. You know, all those wars were just us being aggressive and going over there and killing people to show that, like, I don't even like to take resources from them and do regime change and put friendly people in office and whatever other reasons that you go do war prop. I mean, for oil, they did that for oil, too. But anyway, like, they can't do shit. They have shows they have an interstellar funk show going on at Scully's, you know? Like, you're going to fucking die to go and, I mean... Not even die, just kill kill a family member. Kill, kill a neighbor. Yeah. I just wish that they wouldn't do it, you know? I I wish that I mean, we it's could just talk. like, this is what it is. Like, the this is our culture. This is what freedom is to these people. Freedom to not ever be told or to not have the government ever do anything. I mean, I, I don't know. It seems like it's it's really just the way that we parse up the money is what the government is, is like a way for them to filter the money to themselves and upwards, you know? Yeah. And, and the more I look at this, it doesn't I mean, they don't look do like anything. there are any national bands Rose? on this tour because it does feel like national bands have the ability to not tour. Like the big, the big band, yeah, right, or even mid level. I mean, obviously, I'm on my my honestly, my bands in town app uh, gets updates all day long with live streams. Like yeah. all the artists I follow are doing like live stream stuff. Yeah, yeah. It seems like Dan Deacon's the first like national act, and he's booked for October twentieth. In what? In uh, at Scully's. Oh, okay. It's an indoor bar. It's very small. Who knows? Listen. We, I will say that they are not following the capacity rule. I'm not going to accuse Scully's of it. I'm saying that a lot of bars definitely aren't paying attention to the capacity because I've been in bars. (laughs) I've worked with bars and I know that they don't really pay as close of attention to the capacity as you might think that they do. (laughs) Yeah, it's... um. I mean, you know what I was thinking about it today is also with COVID is uh, it's kind of like STDs 
and that like you do have to manage people and like tell them what to do and give them access to condoms and care and stuff because it's the same way where like oh this they're a cool person they they seem clean and then you don't use protection yeah in the same way with the mask is like everybody's like you know some people come over and visit my house like once a month and and like that it's like i don't don't come inside yeah just don't fucking come Let's inside just stand outside yeah uh, if you're dropping something off like just yeah Wear yeah. a mask, please. Let's stand outside six feet apart. Right. That's the move. Right. right. So people are respecting it. People are just like pushing the ba- people are pushing the boundaries. It doesn't seem like it, everybody is actually, I think, relieved to see one of their friends because they're like, oh, I can take this fucking mask off and we can s- scream at each other's faces now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so th- you brought this up. Walt Disney World has some established some pretty strict guidelines for its reopening regarding face masks at its various hotels and theme parks. Face masks with ear loops are required for all guests under the age of two. And as we've learned through recent updates, you're not allowed to wear a bandana or one of those things that comes up over your face. Even you have to wear a face mask with a thing that comes around your ears. You there. can't. Oh, at Disney World, you can't yeah. wear your, uh, what's that thing called? What are, Gator? Net gator? gator? Yeah. yeah, that's what it says. No gators will be allowed. Once inside the park, face masks must remain on at all times, except when you're actively eating or drinking or inside a designated mask-free relaxation station. Uh, Which, what? what? Yeah. What's, what? what's a mask-free relaxation station? <laughs> like, what? Who? But did you build a room for every single person that's going to come there every single day? <laughs> yeah, is this a private? You're just gonna filter people. You're gonna get. You're gonna make one place where everybody can go and take off their masks and breathe, <laughs> and breathe together. I mean, it's odd, right? Because like, sounds like the Coca-Cola refresh station they used to have at the amusement park. It was they would just have those misters next to all the Coke machines. Do you remember that? Yeah. This is weird, man. It's just a, like a, it's like, a Tomorrowland and it's on a terrace and you can go and just sit at a table without a mask on. Guests can remove their mask and enjoy some downtime while spaced 10 feet apart from other parties inside the relaxations. So. And this is because this is because they, they have to because business as usual is happening. Yeah. Yeah. This is there. There is no like the the government is not going to step in and say let's shut everything down so that there our hospitals don't get overwhelmed, you know. And but, businesses can't be trusted to do the right thing ever. Right. You know. Yeah. It just nobody can. No. Nobody that has to make money to fucking live can be trusted to be uh to be that committed. You yeah. have to make decisions to yeah. live. Yeah. I mean, but. I think like there is a level of safety that is like, okay, you know, I'm going to take some risks in my life, but I, I think that you can have some pretty, I don't know, like you can be relatively lenient. I think like, I don't think I, I mean, for me, it's just like, there are people that are way more careful than I am, and there are people that are way less careful than me. Sure. And I think there is somewhere in there where it's like, look, if you're wearing, a, if you're in a store, wear a mask. You know what I mean? If yeah. you're in public, wear a mask. And like, uh, I also think you shouldn't go in public unless you absolutely have to. I don't want to take 
trips to Target. Yeah. I don't want to go to Disney World. Yeah. I yeah. don't want to go to any place. Now is not the time for any of that. I know. Where people are gathering. I don't yeah. want to go. And I don't think it, Disney World should be open. Yeah, and we did that. We made this. We made the same mistake. We stupidly went to uh, Tennessee to that fucking national park that's just like a Disney World outside. Yeah, I mean, but but I think like most of the time we were quarantined, and every you guys were all wearing masks. Right. I wasn't there, so right. But everybody else was like, "Oh, we're outside. It doesn't matter." And this path is only thirty six inches wide. Let's all just scooch past each other. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, the only, I wish I would have just had Lysol canisters on me to spray people away. <laughs> it's like bug spray. Yes. Get the fuck Get out of here. Yeah, I just don't... I don't know why... I mean, with the... Ma- I, I wish they would... I wish they would not have... The, like amusement parks open like which once again minimal thing yes what is what i'm saying when i talk about the 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 continuum yes of action is that like let's just like can we do the bare fucking minimum and not have walt disney world open or like not have cedar point or king's island or like don't do concerts don't do comedy shows can we do like that is a very minimal level Right. And can the government somehow help us not do that? Like there's no, the, the, again, if there was money coming in for a lot of these comics, I'm fairly certain we could talk them into not going and doing comedy. Hey, you know, I'm an independent contractor. I, I owe these motherfuckers $5,000 right now. Yeah. For yeah. my, for my taxes. I know. I and know. Everybody that, you know, the refund thing, if you got a refund, you t- you paid taxes. They take thirty percent of our money out of our check and give us ten percent of it back. Yeah, they yeah. like they they are taking all of our fucking money and do nothing for us. And they're going to they're going to have a, an explosion of healthcare crisis. They're going to fucking waste all this money closing and shutting down over and over again. They could have done that Bernie Sanders and Squad thing. They could have paid us two thousand dollars a month to everyone for three months. Made everybody get made all the grocery stores fucking deliver get rid of all fucking movement and then we could come back and we could do contact tracing and quarantining like the blueprint is there i think that the most the, the, when you talk about the government like i'm just so frustrated with them I, I like that's why i wake up depressed and miserable every day is that like the people in charge aren't fucking adults and aren't mature and don't have empathy and aren't one of us and don't give a fuck and then you look at you read about other places i'm i'm at the luxury of i get we get to talk to people from all over the flat earth on this fucking call in show and hear what's happening in other places and so it's like we're not in the dark it's not like uh, it's not like this is a calamity that is facing the entire world. This is our uniquely fucking this. stupid problem that we're just keep uh, kicking ourselves in the fucking nuts over and over again. Right. I was thinking about it. Well, not thinking about. I was talking to John, my co-host on the POD cast. I'm talking to the, him, and like when we talk, he's like, "So how's everything going down there?" And it's like, yeah, well. it's it's here i mean it's like i i i i will say that that like just like after 9-11 when the missiles didn't shoot out of the pentagon and and shoot the plane down this has really laid bare this is another like thing where it's like 
The veneer is off. No reason to have. They're There's not no here reason at all. to have a United States. Yeah, they're this not United here. S- they can't do anything. Yeah, they're not for us. They're not like they just claimed us, anyways. Like, yeah. no one agreed to be a part of the United States. They're fucking money and don't provide anything for it. I, I I went out of this contract. I think I should be able to form a, a new fucking system I myself. Wish we could give them. I I, I just can we buy our way out like a mafia deal or something. Yeah, I would love. That I would be like, I would give them more of my money <laughs> if I was getting stuff for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but I don't want people to take me as being like a taxes or theft guy. I would give them 90% of my money if they were making sure everybody was fucking taken right. care of and, and that we could handle a crisis like this. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, that would be nice. It would be like having a security system in your house. Right. You know, very nice. It's like putting the sign, but we have the sign in front of the house that doesn't have the system. The 1495. You know? Yeah. This home is secured by ADT sign. Yeah. We have, America is that. Like, yeah. it's just a fake thing that says hey we're we have the flag that's i mean that's all they have and that's their most proudest thing we have a flag that we can wave that's (laughs) what we have whenever we feel bad or whenever we feel like we're 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 uh other places are more free because they can do drugs they can marry as many people as they want you know uh we just have to wave the flag say well nobody else can wave this flag (laughs) that's all we get (laughs) everything I guess we could like sit down with our family and read the founding documents. Yeah. I saw, I read an article from one of these professors that is like cancel culture. You know what I mean? Complaining about it. I started yeah. reading it. First damn chapter of it is like, much like every other July 4th, on July 4th, 2020, I had sat around the table with my family and we read the Declaration of Independence together. And I'm like, Ew. Yeah. <laughs> this is like nerds. Is that a thing that people do? That seems likely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's lots of kids that listen to this show that their dad did it to him, did that to him. Oh, my parents Pocket never, Constitution I've, people got kids, man. I know, I know. Pocket Constitution people, they're the ones that I look at because they should know better. Pocket Constitution people should know better, I guess. That's time to, to do a new government? Because yeah. it says, doesn't it say in like the, doesn't it say in that, like redo the government? Like, yeah, they always say that though. They'll tell you that. They're like, sometimes you have to just fucking redo the government, you know? And the founding fathers, they said we had to do that. Yeah, it's we're like, trying well, to right now. Let's dumbass. do it. And yeah. they're like, well, not now. Everything's going fucking great. No, we're after I'm dead. <laughs> they meant redo the government, like uh, make America more stronger and <laughs> keep doing everything the same, but, but more increase the cruelty. Yeah. Patriotism is the dumbest fucking thing in the world. It's, it is really wild that somebody could be proud of this country. For doing nothing. For just being born here. Just, and being proud of like, like being like, it's kind of like somebody who lives in Columbus, right? And they loved Ohio State Buckeyes their whole life just because they were born there. You yeah. know what I mean? And then they, they like, they love them, right? And then there's the people who who don't care about the Ohio State Buckeyes, but they fucking went to school there. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you know, it's nice to see them do well. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's like, whatever. And like, uh, uh, I feel like I would love to be 
something somebody that like judges it on its merits there's people like me who are like uh well the football team seems kind of evil i don't like the way they don't pay the athletes or anything like that i was born here i did graduate from the college but you know yes i would be okay with football but unfortunately not under this system so i think it's bad and they should end it you know what i mean right and uh that's the kind of person i think everybody should be because or or like they should keep it but i have put some thought into it and you know and like we we just we're just like we're born here and then we're supposed to just say it's the best thing in the world and never bring up i mean we can bring up problems with it yeah right but there, the solution is never get rid of it. It's over. I hate this. Yeah, or like, it, yeah, it failed, or like it's not working. Like it's, it, it's never bad. It never needs fixing. It's never broken. These people are so tied to it as being the only and best way to do things, and it's a fucking lie. And it's like all the evidence is there. You know, we're last in all of these fucking uh, metrics, and we're the freest country in the world with twenty five percent prison population, and none of it makes sense. But, none of it's good. There's but not like they were born. Stat. People said you're the luckiest person in the world. You were born in America, That's and they true. told him that told us that since we were fucking one years old. That's true, though. Yeah, and you didn't like, have to do anything for it. That's the best part. That's American the best part. I like. I don't have to do anything. I did. I like. Sure, some people die for it. That's stupid. I shouldn't have. I wouldn't. I didn't ever ask anybody. Uh-huh. Yeah, but like uh, being American is just a matter of like a where you were born. Yeah. Well, and then, like I said, being claimed by him too, because I would have chose something different if I had a, if I had an option. I mean, also just like the America aesthetic, it's like I'm not into. Yeah, none of it works the for me. Flag or the Eagles or the any cars of that are stuff. cheap and fall apart. Like they're horrible. Yeah, I'm not into like the eagle. I'm not into any of the stuff. It's like what I always say about Christianity. It's like I could get into Christianity, right? But uh, uh, uh it's the whole. The whole thing sucks. American you know, Jesus is cool. bad. It's all American Jesus here for yeah. the most part. And it's awful. And it's that uh, profit P-R-O-F-I-T shit. Yeah. So uh, I wish we could just take an eraser to the Constitution. How would that be? That would be something. I mean, I say start over, man. I say just a, a burn it. Type yeah, search. burn it. I wish you could do something like. We can come up with something. Yeah. Just an agreement, regular old agreement. Yeah, yeah. A new thing. Yeah. I think I came up with this on Holy Boys, but I was just like, let the cities govern themselves and then let the suburbs govern themselves. Yeah, it's right? hard that's to do. That's two countries. That's the blue state and a red state. Yeah. Right in the fucking state. You know yeah. what I mean? But we do need some land. Yeah. Right? We need some farmland. Obviously, yeah. It's I mean, a we tough, can still be friendly call. with them and stuff too, but they can they're MAGA and all people. that stuff out there. Yeah, they're horrible. If they got the chance, man, they're just going to try to slaughter us all. Yeah. Well, we would definitely have to take care of ourselves. You yeah. Because they would be like, we got to go to war with the cities now. Yeah. You know. And I assume they would build their own libertarian cities, like that one Glenn Beck was going to build that never got done. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> His Galt's Galt. Galt's Galt. Yeah. The yeah. real one. Yeah. For real. All right, I think that's the show, my oh, fella. I had, did have some stuff. Oh, okay. Remember sorry. I told you? Yeah, you did tell me. Let's do it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We did. We we've got an hour and a half. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the time. Okay, go ahead. Um, so strap in. We've got some more to go. Well, yeah. Hey, I go as long as I can. I go as long as you want. We do got to pee though.
Uh, okay. I'm, I'm out of water. Hmm. Um, Can we take like a short silence break on the thing and come back and finish? Yeah, uh, we need like a sign that we can just put up on the the wall behind us. Yeah, I don't know where paper is at right. Hey, now. we'll be back. I'm gonna, I'll, we'll be right, we'll be back in like. I just gotta run and grab some water. A few minutes. I'm gonna pee. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. How's the chat going? Um, we will continue with this. If you want more Street Fight, oh my goodness, we got raided, huh? Um, if you want more Street Fight, check it out at Patreon.com. We have. All kinds of extra bonus content, uh, audio, video, and zines. Uh, me and Brian are working on doing a new premium uh, series about metal. We got some guests. Uh, we, don't, we don't have them all nailed down yet, but some of them are exciting. We'll, we'll let you know when that's coming up soon. Um, I also, we're going to be at BugCon, the virtual convention this saturday so stay tuned check social media um we'll be trying to we'll post links wherever they're at and i'll put it on the patreon as well so thank you for sticking around i know this is a very long stream longer than we normally do but i wanted to get some uh listener listener stories in here um you know we do the call-in show every sunday night from nine to midnight and uh some of you don't want to talk, you know, not good storytellers, not comfortable on the phone, don't want to wait, you know, hour and a half, uh, work, whatever it may be, it's completely understandable. So if you ever want to send in a story, uh, emails, uh, memos or emails from your shithead bosses, you can do that. Uh, send it to streetfightradio at gmail.com. Uh, send it, DM it to the Twitter, Facebook or Instagram and we will get it on the show. This is this, this a show stop. I'm, I'm, I'm the chief rocker. Roast, roast me a pig. pig. Kill me a cop. Mignon with the lobster. I ain't never had that, but I know how to whip up a napalm, bitch. Yeah, you don't want no beef. It can get live in the street. We gon' ride with the heat. Aiming at the police. They're gonna die in the street. Ain't no time for peace in the land of the free. We got freedom of speech. At least that's what they teach. If you look like me, you can get away with a whole lot more than you ought to be. Hypocrisy, all I see. We all bleed, we all breathe. But it seems the police only see skin deep. Honestly, talk is cheap. Save your apologies. We want our payback in blood and flesh. I gotta Peace. The sound of the strap when you lay him on down right now, eh? Yeah. Low another round on his out of town and shoot up his house and blow out his back. Facts, fuck all of that positive shit. I'm ready for death. We gon' burn this bitch down to the ground till there ain't nothing left. This, this, this is a showstopper. I'm, I'm, I'm the chief rocker. Roast, roast me a pig. Kill me a cop. Mignon with the lobster. I ain't never had that, but I know how to whip up a name. Styrofoam gas, styrofoam gas. I ain't talking about no lean, I ain't talking about no grass. Stop that styrofoam gas, styrofoam gas. Burn this yeah. bitch down, yeah. all we need yeah. is a mask. Yeah. Got no love. 
up on no popo. 911 is a joke, bro. Couldn't breathe when they put him in a chokehold. Now we at the co house waiting with a fofo. I do not promote violence. I will not remain silent. They want us to be quiet. I say, fuck it, let's ride it. Mix gasoline with the styrofoam. They heat it up with the iron on. Got that napalm burning all day long. Leaving no prints so the motherfucking case gone. What you know about it? I give a fuck if you doubt it. The media say that we wildin', but really they challenge. Giving out false information, they never gon' keep it a thousand. That's 100, I ain't one for the stunt. There's a lot of things that I just can't stomach. One of them things you call it justice. It's all a game they play the fuckers now. Fuck all of that positive shit. I'm ready for death. We gon' burn this bitch down to the ground till there ain't nothing left. This is this a showstopper. I'm, I'm, I'm the chief rocker. Roast, roast me a pig. Kill me a cop. Mignon with the lobster. I ain't never had that, but I know how to whip up a napalm bag. Stop, stop, styrofoam gas. Styrofoam gas. I ain't talking about no lean. I ain't talking about no grass. Stop, stop, styrofoam gas. Styrofoam gas. know it's fucked up, right? I wrote the second verse of this song six fucking years ago when Aaron Gardner was murdered. And it still sounds relevant to right now. That's not a flex. That's just some depressing ass facts. So next time you look outside and you see something on fire, remember, who put the gasoline there in the first place? Bitch.